Welcome to our After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Our podcast is here to help teachers and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. If you work in education and looking to improve or develop your skills, then this podcast is here to help you. Welcome back to the After the Bell podcast brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Georgie here, Director of Learning and Development, and returning to focus on a new series of podcasts. I'm joined by Andy Bridge, a current Deputy Head Teacher, and Debbie Davis, Head Teacher of an Independent Special School and Experienced SENCO. In this series so far, we've looked at the SEND Code of Practice and also considered how schools are currently deploying teaching assistance, as well as looking at the impact this can have. We've also explored what evidence suggests are the most efficient ways that TAs can support students in lessons. Increasingly, teaching assistants are being used to deliver specific interventions and other out-of-class support to students. These interventions are only likely to work if the interventions selected are underpinned by research demonstrating their quality. If the implementation is carefully planned and if TAs are trained and supported to deliver them to a high standard, this will make sure that things work effectively. This podcast explores how teaching assistants can achieve success in these aspects of their roles. So in their recent report into making the best use of TAs, the Education Endowment Foundation made two recommendations for schools to consider when looking at the use of TAs delivering interventions. Andy, welcome. And can you talk us through the first of these recommendations? Hi, Georgie. Nice to be back. Uh, Yeah, of course I can. So the first recommendation is that schools should use TAs to deliver high quality one-to-one small group support using structured interventions. So rather than just leaving the TA sitting next to a student in class all the time, withdraw them from the class on occasion and really focus on that high quality delivery of the intervention. So that that's the recommendation um, in terms of how we can use them really impactfully. However, we do know there'll be some students with some um, SEN needs or disabilities that mean they do need a TA sitting next to them full time in class because of the nature of their needs. But the majority of uh, learners with SCND can cope with partial TA support whilst a TA works with other students or removes them, does that kind of intervention before reintegrating them back into the lesson. Um, And that research that the EF did says that if you do that really well, that can help a student make an additional three to four months progress, which is fantastic. Um, The key focus really is that it's a structured intervention so they're not just going out the lesson with the TA to do a bit more work on the same topic that the teacher is doing Um, it's actually a planned structured intervention that the TA has been trained for to enable them to deliver it really effectively. Thanks Andy that makes a lot of sense so Debbie how does their second recommendation build on this? Uh, Hi Georgie hi Andy it's great to be back Um, so in terms of this, re- this recommendation is all about making sure that the interventions TAs are delivering are evidence based. Uh, there are only a handful of interventions in the UK that have been independently evaluated and, and shown to have impact. And these are best bets for schools to be using. They are featured in common such as brief sessions, 20 to 25 minutes that happen regularly, three to five times a week 
um, for a sustained period of time, up to eight to 20 weeks. And TAs get extensive training, usually five to 30 hours per intervention that they deliver. And the intervention has structured resources and clear objectives. And TAs follow the plans closely and assessments and data are used to check that the right children are on the intervention and that the impact is measured. There are six interventions for supporting literacy and numeracy that the EEF recommend based on impact. Um, in EFYS, the Nutfield Early Language Intervention is a speech and language intervention, which, which is well worth looking at if you haven't already got that in your schools. And in Key Stage 1, first class at number is a, is a numeracy intervention and abracadabra is a reading intervention which is worth looking at again and in key stage two there is improving working memory and switch on reading and in key stage three there's talk for literacy which is designed to improve vocabulary and narrative skills so i hope, I hope those uh, that i've mentioned will be useful and, and worth looking into to see how they might be able to be implemented within your schools. Excellent, Debbie. There's some really great um, resources there, actually, isn't there? So it's good to to make those recommendations. Um, and we'll also make sure that we share those on our on our web page as well for people to sort of go to and look through. So thank you for sharing those. Um, so what you're saying is we need to make sure that the intervention is evidence informed and, and structured rather than just covering what's being taught in the classroom. But on a much smaller group basis, I think that's that's where we're kind of aiming for. Um, would that not be just as helpful, um, Debbie? Well, students might benefit from a smaller group environment, which um, with fewer distractions. But the concern here links back to what we discussed in, in earlier podcasts. Any time when a student is withdrawn by a TA is time when they're not actually receiving the support of a qualified teacher. So we need to be sure that the intervention is going to have an impact. And that is why it's so important that they're evidence informed. Yeah, so it, it's, it's making sure that actually it's the best use of time more than anything, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And Andy, so part of that recommendation around and around what we've already discussed is around that TAs need high quality training um, and recommendations are between six and 30 hours per intervention. That does seem quite a lot. So how do schools actually go about managing that? Yeah, you know, it is a lot. But then if schools aren't prepared to invest in that time in training the TAs, then the intervention won't have the impact. So it is like a challenge for us to find that time, but it's really important that we do it. So I think how schools can manage it really is stripping back the number of interventions that they deliver. Um, you know, in a in a large secondary school like mine, they might be delivering 10, 20 different interventions and they all need planning, support, follow-up and actually saying, no, let's just strip this right back to a small number of evidence-informed, high-quality interventions and let's just focus on that small number that we know will work well, rather than spreading ourselves too thinly trying to do so many different interventions. And I think then it makes it much more manageable. You've got a small focus of things that you're really committed to. And ultimately, investing in that training means your TAs are really confident. It's much more likely that they'll maintain that high level of fidelity to the programme and then it's going to have the impact that we're hoping it will do. OK, so 
if schools opt uh, for their teaching assistants delivering evidence-informed interventions and they train them well and they use assessments to identify the right schools and to measure impact and also stick to the intervention with fidelity, it's likely to have a positive impact. That all sounds really, really excellent. So there are lots of things that need to be established there. But what else do schools need to consider? Do, do you mind if I pop in there? Andy? Yeah, no, go Debbie, yeah. Uh, so, so for me, the other con the key consideration is that if a student is withdrawn from a teacher's lesson to complete any kind of intervention, that we have a really that will have a really positive impact on on that that particular skill, but um, they are still missing the teacher's lesson. So it it needs careful thought about how the student is reintegrated back into the classroom and into the classroom and how they catch up with that content that the rest of the class have covered. Otherwise, you may be intervening to help with one area, but then the student gets further behind in other areas, which is, is a disadvantage in itself. So you've really got to balance that. Yeah, no, it's, it does seem quite, you know, quite a delicate balance there. Definitely, Debbie. So, Andy, what about you? Yeah, do you know, I, I'd build on that idea, like just said, that delicate balance. And for me, the way to manage it is the communication between the teacher and the TA. So if a TA is withdrawing a student from your lesson, I don't know, maybe to do a reading intervention, then the teacher, when the student's reintegrated, needs to know about the strategies and the support that the TA is given so that they can embed it in their lessons. Otherwise, there's like a disconnect between what happened in the intervention, what's happening in the classroom, and we're not going to see that impact. Absolutely. OK, so I'm just going to re recap on uh, various different supports, just if everyone's been listening. So we have the um, EFYS, which is the Nuffield Early Language Intervention. Um, the Keeping Safe, uh, sorry, Key Stage 1, first class at number is a numeracy intervention and abracadabra is a reading inf inter intervention for key stage one key stage two there's support that you can go to around improving working memory and switch on reading so google those and also key stage three there is talk for literacy which is designed to improve vocabulary and, and narrative skills so they're all kind of areas that we'd signpost everybody to sort of look at when you're listening here as well but we will put these on the website um thank you so much i know we've just done a wish or stop tour on sort of covering the key things um around this area but in some to summarize based on these recommendations schools will make sure that the teaching assistants are having the biggest impact possible on their students especially balancing when they're having to withdraw them from the classroom. So one of the things that we've covered today is that teaching assistants need high quality training to deliver interventions. And it's something we're going to look at actually in more depth in our next podcast. So for too many years, uh, continued professional development in schools has focused almost exclusively on teachers. But there's actually a growing acknowledgement and movement that actually actually if we're going to truly build great schools then we need to actually invest in the entire community and the entire workforce and it's actually one of the key areas that we're expanding our professional development here at Thirsty Scholars as well around uh, various different content um, for teaching assistants and cover supervisors and support roles as well. We will consider in our next podcast what a strong and effective continued professional development programme looks like for TAs that invest in and develops our teaching assistants to thrive in their careers. 
You can pick up our After the Bell podcasts, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational. And you can listen to this on your daily commute, on your treadmill or as your focus for the day. You've been listening to After the Bell. Thank you so much for joining us.